the curse of the devil. Exorcism, a sacrifice. Blessing or bestiality. The curse of the devil. Satan in control of the body and the mind. My love will destroy the creation. I swear that you'll find it. everyone and welcome back to the Nashy Cast. We've got a little mini episode here this time. This is going to be a mailbag episode. Um, maybe we should do more of these in the future, but we haven't as yet. I am Rod Barnett. I'm Troy Gwynn. And uh, we've got a few pieces of mail here. Uh, I don't how, don't tell me how old they are. How long have these been sitting? How long have these been sitting in the email? Yeah, people have to be patient for you know. I, I think from at least December of last year, and uh, you know, okay. so yeah. So hopefully they weren't needing one of those overnight answers there. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Ho- ho- hope that uh, no no one's medical care was contingent upon hearing <laughs> from us, right? Because uh, you weren't you weren't going to make it. Nevertheless, yeah. mm-hmm. uh, we've got a, we've got a few pieces here. So okay. Okay, uh, you want to start, Troy? What do we got? Sure. This is from Joe, and Joe had uh, uh, first written us, I believe, back in 2017. Uh, but here he says, Troy and Rod, also known as Rod and Troy, hmm. says, It's been a while, but I'm still out here taking in all you have to offer. I want to thank you both for another great year of podcasting. Y'all are a warm blanket on a cold night. I don't think even the girlfriend ever said anything that romantic to me. You know? that's, that's actually really, really nice to hear. Uh, Joe says, Really psyched you decided to dip your toe back into Franco land. I think he's talking about our She Killed an Ecstasy episode that we yeah, did recently. Yeah, yeah. He says, can I make a request? Well, I guess I can. The question is, do you take requests? Uh, yeah, you know, we, 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 we love requests. You know, whether we get around to them is another question, is another matter. But we do love requests for sure. Requests have swayed us to cover yes. certain films. That's they for have. sure, yeah. He said, I'd love it if you brought Tim Lucas or Stephen Thrower on for a Franco chat. The epi- oh, it says the episodes with you and Tim are some of my favorites, especially when you were talking gist. The villagers want more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it, yeah, we love to having Tim on the show, and, yeah. and I'd love to have either of those guys back on to talk about anything. Really, I would love. I would love to. I, you know what? I'll, I'll try to reach out to Stephen Thrower. He seems like a, a very yeah. nice guy. And, yeah, it'd be good to have him. On the it'd, show. Be, it'd be it'd be great to uh, be great to get mm-hmm. the chance to speak to him if he wants to. Yeah. He says, Troy, have you watched Saxondale yet? Uh, yeah, it, when he wrote back in 2017, he recommended this uh, show to me. And he says, next year you'll have had five years see below to accomplish this feat. I swear it's worthwhile. And, I, you know, it's 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 a show, I know. And the answer is no, I've not. It's, it's, what is it? I don't even know what it is. Yeah, it's, it's, I know it's got Steve Coogan in it. I love Steve Coogan. Oh, um, yeah, I've heard of it. Yes, yeah. yes, exactly, and it's I've heard great things about it, and I would love to see it. And and uh, but yes, my to watch list is is ridiculously long as far as shows that I've <laughs> have yet to get to. But it's it's one. It is on my to to watch list, and uh, I know I would love it when I see it. So thank you for the thank you for the nudge again, Joe. I will try. Maybe, and, maybe uh, if you wrote it on a post it note. Yeah, <laughs> maybe that would help. That, that yeah. helps me remember things. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> he says. Uh, he says, "Much love to the both of you. Thank again. Thanks again for putting out so much quality content. I stand in awe." Joe. He says, "P.S. Any new Nashy Blues on the horizon? Doctor Jekyll versus the Wolfman, please." Yeah, there's not really been any new concrete Nashy news. I well, mean, some hints, some uh, yeah, rumblings. Yeah, we, we 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 have heard rumblings of one um, 
which is very pleasing to us. Mm-hmm. But it's it's not uh, it's not a if it's true, it's not a it's not a horror film. It's not a Nashi horror film that's on the horizon, and I'm pretty sure it probably wouldn't be out this year. Although mm-hmm. it's possible, right? Uh, but no, uh, we have heard no news of. Uh, of the missing Daninsky films, uh, most especially those are the ones that I think most of us are most concerned about. Is like right. when, you know when are, when do we get Mark of the Werewolf? When are yeah, we get Curse of the, the Devil? Yeah, yeah, yeah right. exactly. So uh, sadly, no. But uh, if we uh, if we learn anything about those, we'll we will try to pass it along. One would hope that one would hope that somebody would want to put those suckers out. Absolutely, my God. All right, the second one. This is a long one, folks. Uh, from from uh, from Julio. Okay. And it's actually pronounced, I think, said, he actually says is it? Julio. He says it's in the oh. Italian way with the hard, hard G that sound there. So it's okay, so Julio. Julio, my apologies. You, that, that, that's down at the bottom of the email. Yes. <laughs> he says, Hi, Rod and Troy. Just a note to say that I'm really enjoying the podcast, which I discovered about a year ago when I started watching Paul Nashi films with a friend during our weekly movie watching marathons. I had actually heard of Nashi many years previously, circa 2008, when I stumbled upon one of those film sites you refer to as the Special Antenna. <laughs> Indeed, I have sub- uh, I've subtitled a couple of films there myself from Italian, and I have been involved in the occasional fan dub as well. Oh, well, we thank you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he says it's laborious work. I, I have bet. no doubt. <laughs> I bet it is. However, for some reason, I never made the leap to Nashi until a full decade or so later. Since I have a very active three-year-old son, watching mm. movies regularly is a difficult thing to do. And so it's really only on the occasions I visit my movie-watching friend that I manage to watch something. Over the past year, we have seen quite a lot of Nashi, and we would have watched more if we hadn't begun the year with a very long lockdown. We haven't watched everything, not even all the greats yet, but we started with the Scream Factory sets and a few of the Mondo Macabro releases. So far, I think my favorites are The Devil Incarnate, Inquisition, Human Beasts, Horror Rises from the Tomb, and Hunchback of the Morgue. I can't get the image of those rats on fire out of my head, though. <laughs> yes, and you never will, believe me. <laughs> <laughs> Since I have made an independent feature film myself, I know something of what it takes, and I'm in awe of what Nashi achieved as a filmmaker. For me, the only thing that matters, really, is finding your personal vision and getting it onto the screen. The deeper you delve into your obsessions and work through them, the better. When Nashi became a director, I believe he fully entered this zone for a number of years. Mm -hmm. Anyway, please keep up the good work when you have time and the inclination. I am also very slowly working my way through Jess Franco and loved your episode on Lorna the Exorcist. An amazing film, in my opinion. One note of disagreement. I love her strange makeup in in that scene. Well, you know, it's... Mm -hmm. You know, some people can like and dislike different parts of the movie. That's right. And, you know, I can understand liking it. I really can. Mm -hmm. Finally, a couple of recommendations. Have you had a chance to watch Ivan Zuzelita's... That's why he gave me this damn one. (laughs) Ivan Zuzelita... Okay, the name of the film is Arabeto. Yet. I heard it recommended by one of your listeners on an episode from many years ago. If not, it has just received a new restoration and is getting a Blu-ray release. Well, that's damn good news, because no, I still haven't seen it yet, mm-hmm. so this is my chance. For me, it's a film which should be watched very late at night when the world is quiet. 
If you are in the right mood, it can be an intense, even mind-blowing experience. Huh. Ara- oh, Arabato. Okay, I got. I think I have heard of this. I believe, but I got to look that up. Heard. Okay, okay. Also, I haven't yet gotten around to watching uh, Commando T- uh, Tex- Texikia. Yeah, it's been so long since we did the episode. I don't remember how to pronounce it now. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Uh, uh, but have you seen Orgo, which is a film of the same story directed by uh, Gilo Pontecorvo, who also made Battle of Algiers? Ooh, no, I haven't. Yeah, yeah, very cool. I didn't know. It'd be yeah. the same story and a different director. That'd be interesting to see. It says it stars a great Italian actor, Gian uh, Maria uh, Volante. Who's awesome, yeah. Who was the bad guy in Fistful of Dollars and for a few dollars more. And a hell of an actor. Yeah, I love him. Anyway, I highly recommend it, and I gotta look that film up. Yep. Orgo, okay, okay, no, not Orgo. It's Ogro, O G R O. For mm. those listening at home, mm-hmm. he says. Finally, I was prompted to write because I recently found this Blu-ray set of La Noche del Walpurgis. That's the Return of Walpurgis for a very reasonable price while exploring Amazon Spain. Postage to the UK where I live was only three pounds. Indeed, I bought a copy for my friend and got 50% off the second copy Mm. with a deal they are currently having. Both films have English language subtitles. I haven't seen them mentioned on your Facebook page, but if I missed something you know and you know all about them, sorry in advance. No, I didn't know all about Well, that's just it. There have been a couple of the the missing Donetsky films, yeah, released on Blu-ray in Europe. Right. Uh, I believe there's a German. There was a German release of one of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the thing is, I I have stopped myself nowadays. Mm-hmm. Well, as much as I can, from buying foreign releases of some of these films because generally, once they make the leap onto high def disc in another in a different country. That's a precursor to them also getting a release in the states, and so I'm I'm, I'm always hoping that I can you know I can buy the American mm. the, the, I can buy the North American release and it'll be a a little cheaper and maybe mm. have some you know maybe have some extras that the other discs might or might not have. So I've tried to stay away from leaping into buying some of those, but hey, you're much closer. Yeah, and buying them was probably a smart move. Or buying that one anyway. He says, a word of warning. I just checked the discs and they play fine on my Panasonic Blu-ray player, but not at all on my Blu-ray region-free chipped Sony player. Mm. No idea why. Also, the whole the holders the discs come in are so tight that they will scratch the disc surfaces if they are used oh, continuously. I hate, I hate packaging I hate things pack. like that. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I thought I would alert you to this release just in case uh, any of your listeners want to grab it. Stay well, and I look forward to more from you in the future. Signed, Julio. Yeah, yeah. I very much appreciate that, Julio. Thanks for the yeah, yeah. On that. Thanks for the kind words. Thanks for listening. And uh, yeah, thanks for the much. thanks for the heads up on that uh, mm-hmm. different version of the the Commando Texica, the Murder of a President. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Why not just go by that title? There you go. Cool. Well, we have one from actually someone local to to Rod and I. Uh, oh. he, he, uh, his name's Ronnie, and uh, he's actually in the Nashville area here. Um, so now that things are slowly, slowly, you know, people are starting to hang out again. Maybe we can meet him at some point here. Uh, but uh, possibly, yes. But he says. Uh, anyway, so he says uh, I first became aware of Paul Nashy in 1979 when I read a mini review of Dracula's Great Love in the first issue of Fangoria magazine. It described him as a German actor, Paul Nashi, an actor well-known for his jitterbugging werewolf roles on late-night TV film fests. 
<laughs> then in 1981, I read Don Glutt's book, Classic Movie Monsters, and discovered that he was actually Spanish rather than German. The iconic photo of the Deninsky Wolfman impaled with a silver crucifix dagger was one of the most incredible monster film images I had ever seen. Night of the Howling Beast was the first Deninsky film that I ever saw, uh, in common oh, with okay. you. And yeah. He says, I rented the VHS tape from a video store in Jackson, Tennessee in 1985. I like the film, though the scenes of violence against the women aren't to my taste. He says, one of the things that I find most interesting about his films is the accounts of the circumstances behind their making. La Marca del Hombre Lobo and Los Monstruos del Terror are especially fascinating in this regard. Also interesting is how his street scenes in London for later productions were filmed in a clandestine manner. I noticed little things said, I noticed little things such as Vengeance of the Zombies and, and Horror Rises from the Tomb sharing some furniture such as chairs. Yeah. yeah. It, he says, yeah. I would love to visit the ruins of El Sircon Monastery and the Corosera Castle where some of the great scenes from his movies were shot. Also, the mansion from House of Psychotic Women, which I also rented at the same time as Howling Beast, would be great to visit, but I recall Carlos Arred saying in an interview that the house no longer existed. Yeah. He yeah. didn't elaborate if it had been burned or torn down. Either way, it's a shame. Sorry for the lengthy email. Hope to hear from you again when you have time. Respectfully, Ronnie. Thank you, Ronnie. And, uh, yeah, I've always thought, like, you know, if I went over to Spain or, or a lot of Europe locations, you know, I, my, my, my tourist version would be wanting to see the ruins, <laughs> all these, like, ruins they ran around in and had these incredible scenery, all these great, great old-style uh, houses and mansions and, and crumbling, decaying castles, you know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I when I was... Uh... When I was in high school, my last year of high school, lo those decades ago, my friends, <laughs> uh, I did get the chance to spend a couple of weeks in France, and that was one of the great joys was getting to see a lot of the a lot of the castles around uh, yeah. nor- northern northern France and getting to visit a lot of those places. Uh, but uh, I'm I'm always in awe of people like uh, <laughs> of people who live yeah. in Europe. Uh, Adrian uh, Adrian Smith, the uh, the, mm. the guy I do the uh, do Wild Wild podcast with, uh, he's about to go back to Italy again. Oh yeah. For a visit, and, he's, he, and he and he always does go and find you know like a couple of specific specific sites uh-huh. from some film or another. He like you know he looks them up and he and he yeah. you know he gets he Google Maps them or whatever he does and he goes and finds them, and uh, that's that that that's that's amazing. I mean you know they're 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 the people who go to visit Rome and they visit the Parthenon and uh, yeah, and, right. and the things like that. And they're uh-huh. the, they're those of us who are like, hey, where are the steps where that guy was killed in that movie? Yeah. <laughs> <coughs> of course we are of that set. So. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Not that but not much of a surprise, but you know for Adrian it's just a you know it's hop yeah. skip and a jump. I mean sure, you know sure. it's. It's, uh, you know, mm-hmm. uh, well, I could probably ferry across the channel and then hop mm. on the freaking train. <laughs> Bastard. <sighs> Adrian. Adrian. Glad you're a friend, man, but geez. <sighs> yeah, anyway. stop living such a cool life. We demand, yeah. we demand it. Yeah, doctorate having <laughs> bastard, Jeff. Um, well, before we go, we got a, 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 I know you mentioned posted this on your Facebook page, but uh, you should, you, I know you've made a couple of appearances on recent podcasts. So oh. tell us people where they can where they can hear some of these other shows. Oh you've my done. goodness! Well, <clears throat> by the time this comes out, I'm not sure what'll be current. Mm. Uh, I've done a few guest spots over on the die the, the diecast podcast, which is the diecast movie podcast. Which is, basically we uh, there's an ongoing series that they're doing over there focused on the films of James Whale. Uh, I went on there to talk about uh, Showboat and uh, A Kiss Before the Mirror, which are a couple of which, uh, one of which is a very famous James Well film. Showboat was a gigantic hit, mm, of course. Mm. And uh, but A Kiss Before the Mirror is a bit bit of a stranger film, but well worth checking out. 
Uh, also been recently on the B-Movie podcast as they start their climb toward episode 500. They're yeah. having a few old featured guests back to do uh, cover new movies. And so I spoke about Nashie, Paul Nashie Films, yeah. over on the B-Movie <clears throat> cast again. As a matter cool. of fact, we talked about uh, Night of the Howling Beast, a.k.a. the Werewolf and the Yeti. Awesome. Uh, well, what else have I done? Uh, I can't remember anymore. My brain, it is melted. <laughs> uh, I know that coming up soon, I've got another. I've got an episode of a, of another podcast, uh, "The East Meets the West." That episode will be out sometime here soon. Maybe by the time this episode hits your ears, it will already be out. Where uh, we discussed a Shaw Brothers film and a spaghetti western. Oh, nice! Uh, cool. Yes, an Very interesting cool. pairing. King Boxer was the. I got to. I got to choose the movies. Oh yeah. So uh, we talked about a uh, King Boxer, which is one of my. F- Man, it's turned out to be one absolutely one of my favorite uh, Shaw Brothers Chopsaki action films. It's great. Cool. And uh, mainly because it's on that new huge Shaw yeah, Brothers Shaw box Brothers set that. that Arrow put out. Yeah. But also uh, paired with that was uh, a kind of lesser known. Uh, Vengeance Spaghetti Western. Uh, uh, oh, and now I'm forgetting exactly how the title went. Uh, oh, darn it. Anyway, it's a longer than average Spaghetti Western, but is a really good film starring uh, starring an actor who honestly usually plays things for laughs, but is is except for one scene in the movie, is deadly serious. Well, well worth your time. And I think the East Meets the West is just a really great podcast. Because yeah, not heard of that. One. That that rubbing against yeah. of uh, that rubbing against of the two different mm. uh, the two different countries' exploitation cinema is just really great. And they they're pulling generally from you know the same period of time, the sixties and seventies. So pretty nice. So that that's fun. That should be out soon. Uh, and I know there's another that I'm completely forgetting. <laughs> but nevertheless, yes, I uh, I do I do the occasional guest spot on somebody else's podcast, and uh, who that's another reason, unfortunately, why it's been uh, a long gap between uh, getting uh, new Nashy Cast episodes out to you. But we're back on it, I swear to you, uh, Troy. Troy, I've got to I've got to give you a break from the Universal Horror stuff soon. Because we keep going through those '40s films over on the Blade yes, Pit. That's right. And, that's, and, and we're, we're about to enter the Jungle Woman phase. Yes, I know the 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 the, the, uh, the renowned, respected, renowned and highly highly, highly regarded Jungle Woman series. Uh, yeah. Well, no, it's not just the series that's highly respected, Troy. Yes. It's the entire genre. It is. It is the whole Jungle Woman genre. As soon as you have a blonde woman mm-hmm. in a fur bikini mm-hmm. running around the jungle, lording it over the tigers and lions mm. and whatever mm. things that get thrown into these freaking movies you know you've got a class you have yeah you know, it's, it's oscar worthy material every freaking time <laughs> what's what they always say like says smells like oscar bait to me it smells like something <laughs> <laughs> nevertheless that's uh whew. there are many projects on the horizon and yeah. I, and pff, lots of things going on and uh once again if you want to get a hold of us, if you want to drop us a line, uh, an email, as these other folks have already done, uh, there is ah, the Na- oh, well, there's nashicast at gmail.com, or you can join us over on the Nashicast Facebook page. Mm-hmm. Post up your questions or your comments or your observations over there, or send them to us in an email, or record them and attach them to an email and send them that way. We'll include those in the show as well. Boy, absolutely. I've noticed too that if I every time every time I mention that kind of thing, Adrian records something while walking around London, <laughs> seagulls screaming in the background or something. So I think we can probably expect him to do that to us mm, again. Imagine so. Ugh, oh Lord. Well, nevertheless, 
Once again, everyone, thank you very much for tuning in for this mini episode where we uh, we uh, tried to get some of the backlogged emails out mm. of the way. Yep. Thanks to everyone for writing and uh, Troy, thank you for uh, for hosting me in your place for a change. Yeah, I know exactly. It's it's hadn't, hadn't seen this been the same without you around. around. <laughs> <laughs> At least the, I don't think the cats felt that. Way. <laughs> no, no, the cats are not appreciating the interruption in their routine there. So. It's us back again after a little bit of a break. Uh, you're going to get a little bit more email action here, mainly because uh, after we put out the most recent episode, a few people wrote in some fresh emails, and we decided, hey, mm-hmm. this episode was pretty short, so why not have a few more emails in it? We'll just, well, maybe we should just do emails as a separate podcast from now on out. I don't no, know. No. The more mail you send, the more that could be a possibility. So uh, Troy and I, will get, we're going to go through these emails real quick. Uh, I've got two here from the same person, so we're going to kind of do them back to back. Mm-hmm. They were written about uh, two weeks apart. Uh, we're going to do them together first. Uh, let's see. This is from Kurt. It says, Dear Nashy friends, thank you, f- uh, thank you for a stellar episode with Bob Sargent. Your enthusiasm is catching, and I always enjoy your detours since there's so much to talk about. There's a subtitled version of Agonizing in Crime, and he sends a link. It's like, we've already got it, darn. Yeah, it was nice to see. I appreciate the uh, uh, our listeners who uh, we got chimed in from several people who, you know, who, who, who offered, you know, to send, who came out kind of what we did, you know, yeah. and found, uh, found that subtitled version. It's, it's you know, we, we think about these films and talk about how we want to find them, and we can't find them, and then we forget about them for a while, and during that time, then somebody you know it gets out there so uh, so we were able to find that but thank you everybody who uh, who came back with that episode and saying like hey guys it is out there you know so and I was very happy to learn that so yes yeah. we're going to be covering that later this year mm-hmm. uh, he, he says I've only watched uh, Kurt says I've only watched a few minutes so far but I think Nashy may have dubbed his own voice for this one mm-hmm. this movie was pre-hairpiece so you may be getting to see what he looked and sounded like in 1968 wow yeah 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 uh, you also mentioned a couple of movies on your Blu-ray wish list, and I'm happy to report that Blu-rays already exist. Curse of the Devil is on a Spanish disc with English subtitles, paired with Werewolf Shadow. And I'm like, yeah, I know, but the minute I buy the expensive European disc <laughs> is the minute it's going to get released over here. You don't understand. I'm tired of doing that to myself. <laughs> Uh, I thought the Blu-ray gave Curse of the Devil a lot more emotional heft than the rips I saw previously, but the purchase was worth it just for the upgraded image quality on the two films. I understand. Yeah, no, I've been tempted by them too, um, but I'm kind of in the same way with you, but I, you know, same boat with you. Is I want to, I want to, I hold off and wait and you know, see if see if these things finally get released here. Yeah, yeah. 
He says, the people who own the dark is on an old code red Blu-ray too. And I'm like, yeah, I, I know that as well. But it's like, it's the kind of movie that kind of, I kind of want a special edition of it. We do. I have their DVD of the film. Yeah. And I, I do love the film so much, yeah. but it's just one of those movies that it, it almost demands much more attention than it's gotten. And mm. I, I, I don't know. If you have trouble tracking these down and you have a P.O. box, let me know. I'd like to help. Uh, Kurt, you may be getting an email from me soon. <laughs> Let's just say that's nice of you, and thank you again. Well, I'm, we will mention our donation button because we rarely ever yes. do. We rarely do, you know. But every now and then, someone does donate a few bucks, you know, which we we always determine to to put towards, you know, the it, acquiring of materials either for the show or just to be able to keep the show out there. <laughs> yeah, mostly it just defrays the cost of the the the, the web hosting. So. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, he uh, a couple weeks later, or just a week and a half later. Uh, Kurt wrote back and he says, Dear Rod and Troy, now that Nashi films and other Spanish Golden Age films are more available than when you started podcasting, are there any movies you'd like to revisit now that you're more free to spoil the endings? That's a good question. It is a really good question. If the Spanish horror ever runs out, God forbid, would you feel inclined to talk about Latin horror and fantasy? Not just El Santo, but even crazier stuff like the Coffin Joe movies or higher falutin stuff like the Carlos Enrique Tabo... I'm going to blow his name. Tabo uh, Dahl. Tabo Dahl. I'm, I'm blowing his name and I'm sorry. I'm, I'm terrible at the names and we all know it. Uh, first of all, let's let's answer the question. Are there any movies that you want to revisit now that you're more free to spoil the endings? Um, my, I see us in the future probably revisiting Howl of the Devil. Mm-hmm. Because when we first covered that in the first year of the podcast, we really carefully did not spoil the movie. Yeah. Uh, because it was difficult to come by. Now there's a Blu-ray. Yeah. Yeah. With a nice little commentary track that I might <laughs> I might point you toward. Yeah. Uh, by some people that you might have listened to right now, and and, the, and in that that means that we probably we'll probably revisit that just as a an addendum podcast somewhere down the road where we talk in depth on the show about the podcast about that film. Uh, just for just for the giggles, really. And also, maybe we get to talk about a few of the things that you don't have time for during a commentary track because you do eventually run out of hmm. time. Yes, that's true. And we have revisited a number of movies over the years. Not any because we feel we, we're a little freer to be able to talk about you know the endings to spoil them one way or the other, but just simply because the, uh, the joy of having somebody else visit and talk about one of their favorite Nashi films mm-hmm. is an opportunity to talk about some of these movies again yeah. and to kind of shine a light on different aspects of them that we didn't necessarily bring up the first time or to kind of delve deeper under the under the hood of these things and see what makes them run a little more yeah. clearly yeah. after time living with them for a while. Because uh, I think that Troy and I both would probably admit, I mean, I know I would clearly admit that the more time you spend thinking about some of these movies, the more things that occur to you when you revisit them. The yeah. more things that pop out as details that matter Definitely. Definitely. after the fact. Yeah, because once you get past the point of, am I going to like this movie or not, is this one comes good, you know, on your, just like your first viewings, you know, then then later viewings, you're really focusing more on the details, yeah. you know, is what, you know, and what it does well or not. True, true, true. What he's trying to say, so... Okay, back to Kurt's email. He says, uh, Returning to Spain, have you ever checked out The Sweet Sound of Death? Uh, original title, La Lamada. Yeah, La Lamada. Uh, it's a 1965 film. It's an appealing, haunted love story, and it features Danieka Zurakowski. Yeah, from... Uh, Zurakowska, From Frankenstein's Bloody Terror. He claims she was never more luminous. Ooh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I gotta say, uh, have not seen it. 
and you have made me aware of it. Uh, and now that I'm aware of it, I think I'm going to have to seek it out because uh, the description I've read of the film now sounds incredibly interesting. So uh, that is something that uh, just might get kicked around here on the NashaCast sometime in the near future. Yes. And uh, spinning back to what he said a minute ago, you need to point him towards, uh, he mentioned Coffin Joe. Oh, you need to point oh, him towards those shows. Oh, that's right. Over on the Bloody Pit, uh, I talked with uh, Court Psyops of the of the the wonderful uh, Cinema Psyops. Uh, he joined me and we covered the, the kind of loose trilogy of Coffin Joe films over there, one movie at a time, a couple of years back. And... Uh, that, that, that'd be a good jumping off point. Uh, Troy and I uh, have not sat down and talked about the Coffin Joe films, but that is a distinct possibility for the future. I don't know yeah. I don't know if it'd be a Nashy cast thing. It'd probably be a Bloody Pit thing. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, speaking of just, you mentioned other Latin horrors. I mean, yeah, I would love to talk about not only, you know, we did one Santo film only yeah. beyond Nashy cast, but I would love to talk not only more Santo, but obviously there's all kinds of, of great uh, things out there, you know, like the, you know, the crime. Like Mexican mummy food. Mexican mummy, yeah, stuff, all sorts of stuff. To, <laughs> we would have to do just one show on whatever, all three or four of those, since really most of the footage is from... <laughs> Mexican mummy, yeah, there's not a lot of, uh, there's not a lot of variation there in, yeah. in, in what the mummies, yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah. Uh, back to his email, uh, he says, well, enough bossing you around. I really want to say I appreciate your discussions and the way they motivate me to revis- revisit Spanish Golden Age movies with a more critical eye. Just listen to your podcast on the Vampire's Night Orgy. I already had a soft, I already have a soft spot for that film, but now I could rewatch it with the idea that it's more than a daft cheapie. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad we can enhance that movie for yeah. you. He says, uh, for instance, there's that scene where the Countess bites Cesar, then tosses him from the balcony. Her townsfolk are waiting below, and they immediately catch him, surround him, and begin to feed. Hard cut to a people rama shot of the nude Alma, played by the Danyanska, Danyanka Zurikawa, getting ready for bed. As Lewis, that's the Jack Taylor character, spies on her. The immediate switch from horror soundtrack to seduction soundtrack is hilarious, but the shot itself undercuts the idea of peeping as a joy. The peephole surrounds Alma the same way that the hungry townsfolk surrounded Cesar, which makes me think that the filmmakers shared the idea that Lewis was kind of a creepy predator. <laughs> I remember we said that when we did the show. We were yeah. like talking about how yeah, yeah, Jack Taylor and creepy, especially when he's like grinning as he's watching. It's like Jack Taylor should never grin. <laughs> it's just a very strange, uh, very strange uh, image there. <laughs> is something wrong? Yeah, <laughs> and there are at least, he says, and there are at least two scenes that foreshadow the fate of the little girl. One of the one of the mother looking for her and finding a doll on the bed with its arm pointing up. Then the second one you pointed out with the doll's arm sticking up from a pile of cemetery dirt. These filmmakers had some smarts, and I appreciate the chance you've given me to revisit them with fresh eyes. That's a film I need to rewatch myself. I haven't watched it since we did the podcast yeah. on it, and, uh, and and it needs a good Blu-ray release too. But I would like to watch the Vampires Not Orgy again. It's it, it's it's a, it's a good film, and yeah. the thing is that he he's right. I mean, if the the filmmakers in question are actually paying attention to what they're doing, there's more there than you might get just yeah. from that surface reading of any of these films. Yeah. Looking for the thrills and looking for a little bit of light entertainment. Mm. There's sometimes more there. Sometimes there isn't more there. Don't mm. get me wrong. Not all films fit mm. that ca- fit, mm. fit that template. But still, it's fun. Uh, and uh, Kurt, thank you very much for the emails. Yeah, thanks, Kurt. Appreciate it. Um, so now I'll read one from James here. James from Long Island, New York. He says... Hi guys, and he starts with a sentence that just you know goes goes right to my heart here, and I, I love this kind of thing. He says, "I want to thank the Nashi Cast for revitalizing my love of horror films." 
Really? That's pretty awesome. That's the kind of thing that makes us want to strut and preen about <laughs> and, 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 you know, show off our plumage and it was like being... Get a, new, get a new haircut. Yeah. <laughs> but no, seriously, I mean, I, I can't ask for any any better compliment. Yeah, really? That. Anything that, that, that sends somebody back to something they, they used to love, and that's great. He says, back in the early 70s, every Saturday night I watched Chiller Theater on TV, well known for the animated bumpers of a six-fingered hand rising from a bloody swamp spelling out the name of the show. It was there that I first saw Paul Nashi in Frankenstein's Bloody Terror. It was like no other werewolf film I had seen at that point. Bloody fangs and claws, werewolf fighting, werewolf fighting vampires, hot chicks, and all in color that seemed to come straight off an eerie or creepy comic book magazine cover or the pages of the Monster Times. I loved it. Yeah, we've, we've definitely in the, uh, made many parallels in the past between uh, how, how those Nashi films of the 70s really tapped into the same... Uh, thing that was zeitgeist, whatever that was going on with the the comic horror mags, you know. Yeah, the, especially the black and white ones. Yeah. yeah, he says. Flash forward to 2004. I'm at the annual horror convention ChillerCon in New Jersey, and Paul Nashi is there at a table with a bunch of his films all alone. Uh-huh. All I knew was Frankenstein's Bloody Terror, so I went over and told him how much I liked it. It was a pleasure to meet him and shook his hand. That was it. I remember him smiling and thanking me. I didn't buy anything because his stuff was a bit pricey. Down the hall, I picked up The Werewolf vs. the Vampire Woman and Fury of the Wolfman on VHS from a bootleg vendor cheaply. Now, after seeing so many Nashi films, it kills me that I wish I had the chance to ask him a thousand questions. Yeah, that's amazing. I remember when he was. I remember when he made that appearance in New Jersey, and that was killing me to, to not be able to go to that. So I'm glad you glad you got to go, James. That's pretty awesome, and see him. He says now I'm familiar. He says now I was familiar with European horror, Argento and Fulci, of course. I had seen Jess Franco's Count Dracula and Jean Roland's. La Fresson de Vampires, but it wasn't until the Nashi cast, which I discovered through the commentaries on the Shout Factory collections, that a whole world has opened for me. Thanks to you guys, I also picked up the Blind Dead Blue Underground Coffin Box set and have just ordered all the Video Syndrome Nashi releases. I mean, sorry, Vinegar Syndrome Nashi releases. Sorry huh. about that. He says, soon I'll be getting some Coffin Joe and more Jess Franco films as well. My movie budget is going through the roof. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> that'll, it, that'll happen. Yeah. It will happen. He said, it's not that hard to explain why I love these European films. They do not play around. Excessive blood, over-the-top characters, plot twist after plot twist, gratuitous nudity, and those insane, sometimes out-of-place soundtracks. And monsters. Lots of them. They make me feel like a kid again, as I'm constantly revealing to my girlfriend, who has graciously sat through Frankenstein's bloody terror again with me. (laughs) She promised to watch another Nashi classic when October rolls around. Well, that's good. She's very accommodating. That's that's always good to have a companion that's tolerant. Truly. Yes. He says, I'll end with a few lists. Out of the Blind Dead films, the first wins out due to the creep factor. The second is more of an action film. Reminds me of the difference between the first two Evil Dead films. And, yeah. uh, you know, and actually, yeah, he's right. Yeah. And I was actually going to say uh, uh, Alien and Aliens would be another parallel. Yeah, you that's true. That that's true. Film. He, says, uh, he says, the fourth Blind Dead film is pretty good. Uh, Ghost Galleon, you can burn along with that toy boat at the end. <laughs> we've softened it. We've softened, we've, we've softened it. There's some good. There's some good stuff in Ghost yeah. Galleon, but I do understand your. I do understand yeah. your position because I held it for a very long period of time. Yep. He says from my. He says for my top five Nashi films that I've seen so far, nothing will nothing will top seeing Frankenstein's Bloody Terror as a kid in 1975 on TV. So that will always be my favorite. So putting that aside, top five. Would be Night of the Werewolf. Okay. Horror Rises from the Tomb. Yes. Werewolf vs. the Vampire Woman. Ah, uh, yeah. Hunchback of the Morgue. Yeah. Blue Eyes of the Broken Doll. Ah, can't good really list. argue with any of those. Yeah, I can't that, argue with that list at list. all. Yeah. He says, I can't get past that stupid roller coaster scene on a dragonfly for each corpse. <laughs> 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 yes, ah, uh, yes, the roller coaster. So the end, the totally 
battling. Uh, <laughs> the, thing, the thing where every time you watch that movie, you go, what in hell? Yeah. Is it where they just, I think they were just contractually obligated. Like whoever allowed yeah. them to use that amusement park said, hey, we want to sell people on coming here. So we've got to show. Got to get it. You got to have a scene on this damn roller coaster. Get them on there. He says, uh, one question. It wasn't until the podcast that I heard of the alternate title, Werewolf, Werewolf Shadow, for Werewolf versus the Vampire Woman. Was that only for the video release, or was it shown theatrically with that name? Um, Not sure about theatrical. Uh, that is definitely what it was called when Anchor Bay released it on DVD. Yeah, and I sort of always thought maybe that was the original title, or but maybe not. Maybe or was the original. Uh, I'm, I'm trying to remember what would have been the release well, it was, of the Spanish release. It was Walt Purgis Night. Walt Purgis Night was the Spanish yeah. title. Yeah. Here, when it was released here, it was Werewolf versus the Vampire, Vampire Women. Women. That's why I think Werewolf Shadow is a later mm-hmm. titling. Yeah. But it, I don't know exactly why or how. It's funny, right here, he, he lists his werewolf, werewolf versus the Vampire Woman, but it's actually Werewolf versus the Vampire Women, actually, right? I think it's, or is it woman? I think it is woman. Because maybe it's woman. There's something different. Maybe it's maybe it's the novelization that's women. One is different from yeah, the other. Yeah, one is different from the other. And and yes, uh, uh, James, just so you know, if you want to track it down, there is a novelization, sort of a very, <laughs> well, very yeah. loose. Yes, there was a novelization that came out for Werewolf versus the Vampire Woman. It might be Werewolf versus the Vampire Women, but either way, the person that wrote it obviously did not see a frame of the film before. <laughs> may have seen some stills. May have seen some stills. So yeah. And be given the idea that it was a werewolf movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there was something furry with fangs and it just went from there. <laughs> oh, Lord. Um, he says, uh, lastly, it pains me to skip around episodes of the podcast because I've only listened to the ones about the films I've seen. That only encourages me to track down and watch more Nashy Eurotrash films so I can listen to every uh, entry. Well, that's okay. Don't worry about continuity with us. You can watch our stuff out of <laughs> yeah, order because really. we probably yeah mess up our own continuity continuously. Yeah, we fold back on ourselves ridiculously <laughs> yeah. often. So, uh, last thing he says, he says, Oh, I'm glad to hear that you are also Japanese monster fans. I've included pics of the various kaiju costumes I've built over the years. The highlight was meeting Haruo Nakajima, who played Godzilla from 1954 to the 1970s. He's pictured with me in my Gamera suit. And James sent four pictures, uh, one of him with his Gamera costume, his Gigon costume, his Hedera costume, and his Mecha Kong. They're all fantastic. If I had these, I would never take them off. I would just live them. <laughs> and, uh, and yes, that was also a great highlight of my life, James, was meeting Haruo Nakajima. In fact, not that I've met just tons and tons of celebrities, but honestly, that was probably the one that had the most profound effect on me, to shake hands with the man who you know, played Godzilla more times than any other that I grew up watching was, was, was still a moment. And it's about just about a year before he passed away. So yeah, that was, that's, that's something that, uh, that I was just, uh, gives me goosebumps, honestly, when I think about the fact that that happened. Uh, these pictures, James, you'll have to let me know, uh, what conventions you were at, uh, if this was G Fest or not, because I've gone to G Fest several times. I mean, I usually try and go every year. Of course it hasn't happened the last couple of years, obviously, but, uh, um, uh, but I do go to G Fest regularly, or, or if this was one of the West Coast, I think you know, uh, uh, or or you're, I know you live in New York, maybe something up east. Would you have to let me know what uh, what conventions uh, you sent these pictures from? But uh, anyway, thanks so much, James, for 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 reaching out, and, and we're glad that uh, we've uh, added another aspect of entertainment and money spending to your life. <laughs> We are we are a we are a virus of our own. We are we are our our, no we should our subtitle for Nashi Cash should be we will drain your wallet you know (laughs) we won't get any of the money but yeah yeah someone else will (laughs) someone yeah generally Blu-ray company we encourage spending yeah so yeah thanks oh well uh, thank you very much I'm glad we were able to uh, 
to make this a, a little bit longer of an episode yeah. by having a few more a, a few more uh, letters from mm. the uh, the listeners out there. If you want to, uh, once again, if you want to get hold of us, the email address is nashicast at gmail.com or thebloodypit at mm. gmail.com, depending on which podcast you're referencing. Well, For this one, it'll be Nashicast. Yeah, so. some of these letters overlapped. I meant to say with James there, I mentioned our love of Japanese monsters is we've had several episodes on The Bloody Pit that covered some Godzilla films, yeah. uh, so Japanese monster films. So you might want Quite to Quite a few, check actually. Out. Yeah, yeah. We did... Uh, we did All we, the Gittera films, we... Yeah, we did a Gamera film, I know, and then we did sort yeah. of a controversial, like some of the Godzilla films. Uh, some of the controversial, including, yeah. including Hedera. You know, some of the ones that had that had had uh, that uh, yeah that that divide a lot of viewers. You know, we did a series on that, so there's quite a few out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. over on the Bloody Pit, you'll hear us babbling about Japanese mm-hmm. monster movies for a while. Mm-hmm. So yeah, but uh, get hold of us on e- at either email address. We'd love to hear from you, and uh, just want to thank everybody who continues to listen to the show. It's uh, it's always astonishing to us that mm. uh, more and more people tend to listen to us and pay attention in a way that doesn't make it that, that doesn't make me think that you're uh, you know just appalled by every word we say. <laughs> and for that, we're glad. Yes. Thank you very much once again, and uh, we will uh, we'll be back. Uh, whew, I'm not sure exactly when the next Nashicast episode will be, right. but it'll be soon. I promise. Definitely, definitely this year. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> definitely, definitely shortly. <laughs> I don't know how to put that otherwise, but uh, I am Rod Barnett. I'm Troy Gwynn. And we'll talk to you again soon. Man, what do you think the teacher's gonna look like this year? Whoa! Got it bad! Got it bad!